the hidden language of public seduction, an anthropological linguistic study of Spaniel. Bizarre Grammars of the World, Volume 60, by Claude Sears Plain Pockets, from Volume 153, Number 1, of Speculative Grammarian, September 2007. Introduction Earlier this year, in preparation for fieldwork in Mozambique, Chad, and Japan, I decided to review some Spanish-language pedagogical audio materials, namely, a quick bit of refresher Spanish for use in planes, trains, and automobiles, a contrastive grammar tuned especially for globe-trotting anthropological linguists who are fluent in Patada, Sepedi, and Cheyenne, book and 83-CD set by Jasper Aloysius Cash, 2007. As I was listening intently and reacquainting myself with this beautiful language, I was quite surprised to hear many seemingly innocuous phrases presented in a tone of voice that would normally only be appropriate in a love song by Barry White. I wondered, why did that native speaker's pronunciation of uno dos tres make me feel oddly hot and bothered? After an extensive investigation, including much hounding of a hapless secretary at a publishing company, I was able to track down the actual voice actor who recorded the examples in question. This actor is, in fact, quite fluent in Espanol, that is Spanish. However, his native language is a very unusual, even tortured tongue, with which I was previously unfamiliar, Spaniel. Linguistic and Cultural Background After tracking down and interviewing a small number of Spaniel speakers, I learned a few interesting and relevant facts about modern Spaniel. Spaniel seems to be a language without a country, Though most of the estimated 20 to 40,000 speakers live in Latin America or the United States, almost uniformly in regions where the language is in constant contact with Spanish. The most common profession among speakers of Spaniel is as Spanish-language voice artists, whether for educational materials, animated or dubbed television shows and films, video games, or radio broadcast. Most Spaniel speakers cultivate the traditionally much-valued, deep, resonant voices, which are well-suited to this kind of work. Language play, humor, and sharp wit are all much admired in Spaniel culture. Puns are regarded as one of the highest art forms. Multilingual puns, doubly so. Phonetically and phonotactically, modern Spaniel is a superset of Spanish, making all the phonetic distinctions Spanish does and allowing all the syllable structures that Spanish does, such as the V versus B and R, 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 and R distinctions, vowel length distinctions, allowing for initial S plus consonant clusters, etc. This has not always been the case, as we shall soon discover. The Spaniel writing system is a hodgepodge of Latin, Greek, and Cyrillic characters. Greek letters often indicate geminate versions of the corresponding Latin letters. Some of the Cyrillic letters seem to have been borrowed based on the resemblance to Latin letters rather than their traditional phonetic values. Hence, Cyrillic ya, the backwards R, is used for an R-like sound, R. As a result of the linguistic evolutionary interplay of these factors, a common definition of professional and personal success among present-day Spaniel speakers is to work as a Spanish-language voice actor, making off-color Spaniel Spanish puns in a medium with a wide audience. Linguistic data. Let us now consider the phrase that originally started me on this long, strange adventure. Below I present details of the purported Spanish phrase on the audio CD I listened to, along with the Spaniel phrase the voice actor finally admitted to me is what he actually intended when he spoke. Spanish. Uno, dos, tres. One, two, three. Spaniel. Uno, dos, tres. Oh, come to me, lover, or 
will come to attack me, lover. A surprising number of other examples were to be found on the Spanish-language CD I had purchased. Several more demonstrative examples are given below. Spanish. El lapis de mi hermano. The pencil of my brother. Spaniel. El lapis de mi hermano. I wish I were able to come to both of you for sexy cuddles underneath you. Spanish. Diecinueve, veinte, veintiuno. Nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Spaniel. Diecinueve, veinte, veintiuno. I keep loving you more and more each time. Spanish. Vire al almacén y compraré leche. I will go to the store and buy milk. Spaniel. Iré al almacén y compraré leche. Been making love for hours, and baby, you're going strong. Spanish. Mi tía y su tío no son muy viejos. My aunt and your uncle are not very old. Spaniel. Mi tía y su tío no son muy viejos. Feel the fire. I'm burning up from the thrill of loving you. Spanish. Ojalá que llueva café. If only it would rain coffee. Spaniel. Ojalá que llueva café. And oh, I swear I feel it coming on, yeah. Historical linguistic analysis. There is, of course, very little mainstream academic information on this secretive language. However, I did stumble across a fascinating historical document of inestimable value. One of the Spaniel speakers I interviewed was able to provide me with a Spaniel primer self-published by the author in 1811. Even a cursory comparison of the version of Spaniel recorded in Corlosk's descriptive screed, which I have taken to calling Middle Spaniel, and modern-day Spaniel shows the incredible changes that have been wrought in a diachronical minuscule period of less than 200 years. The expletive particle E, introduced since Kulosk's time, is freely used and seems to be able to appear almost anywhere in an utterance. Its use is especially heavy in Spanish Spaniel puns, particularly in E Spaniel, which is phonetically identical to Espanol. For example, Spanish question. ¿Qué lenguaje habla usted? What language do you speak? Little Spaniel reply. Spaniel egreben. I speak Spaniel. Modern Spaniel reply. Espanol. Ah, Spaniel. The phonetics of Spaniel have changed considerably. A number of distinctions made in Spanish but not in Little Spaniel have come into the language, presumably intimately interrelated to the desire to make Spaniel Spanish puns. For example, U is merely a word-final allophone of O in Middle Spaniel. Also, Middle Spaniel seems not to have had nasal assimilation, though modern Spaniel, like Spanish, does. For example, Middle Spaniel. Ugla erma anguno. Modern Spaniel. Hermano blanco. English gloss. Lovely Irma, come to me. Compare Spanish. Hermano blanco. White brother. Modern Spaniel has also lost the phonetic glottal stops that would appear intervocalically between words in Middle Spaniel, as in the previous example. The loss of the glottal stop often allows words to run together in a way that is realized as vowel lengthening. 
Both vowel lengthening and gemination can be explained away in, for example, pedagogical materials as over-articulation in an example citation form. Word order has also changed somewhat drastically in modern Spaniel. The basic word order of Middle Spaniel has been hard to pin down. It seems to be OVS. The language is also heavily prodrop, with major structural rearrangement of an utterance possible for at least two levels of topicalization. Modern Spaniel is still prodrop, but seems to have developed three levels of complexly interacting topicalization, which gives the language an essentially free word order, though the basic order is likely either VOS or SVO. Modern Spaniel has also developed a complex voice system, including passive, middle, causative, reciprocal, and cooperative, possibly in part through inexplicable but apparently heavy contact with Mongolian in the 1870s. Modern Spaniel also supports a novel noun-incorporating evidential system. Most of these further complexities are beyond the scope of this initial investigation, but seem at least in part to be motivated ultimately by a need for speakers to be able to manipulate Spaniel utterances right up to the edge of ungrammaticality to be phonetically similar to grammatical Spanish utterances. So, while recent voice work and historically other kinds of Spanish-speaking jobs have provided a steady source of income for many Spaniel speakers, they may also have had a major long-term impact on the language. There is a single footnote in Kurosk, page 523, footnote 17, which seems to indicate that the language had changed so much in the previous 300 years that not only would speakers 200 years ago not understand the older form of the language, they might not even recognize the name of the language from the 15th and 16th century, which Kurosk claims was Maynard. See the notes for the wild unexpected possible spellings. It is plain to say that the loss of Kurosk's references has done irreparable damage to the art and science of linguistics. Despite that great loss, I was able to load considerable middle and modern spaniel data into the Hockett Syntacular Morphemic Resonance Spectrometer, which is capable of measuring glottoradiological swattish shift down to a hemi-demi-semi format. Standard morphosyntactic reverse transcription emic etic alignment techniques using both the ostentatious brittle votive instinct understatement schadenfreude coordinates, see Pelotogram Day 2005, and the volatile intuitive sensual umlaut apotheosis lenition coordinates, see Van Gamer 2005, revealed the most likely genetic affiliations of Spaniel. Unsurprisingly, the four most closely related languages are not Romance languages, but instead Euskara, Burushaski, Enuitak, and Idioma de Signos Nicaraguense. Tentative Conclusions More research is necessary to unravel the intricacies of both the synchronic and diachronic systems. Said research will require more and abundant funding.